What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Post Game. This one, you know, a- after a loss, not as exciting as the last one, but I still think there were a lot of good things uh, in this one overall, especially with Devin not playing. But we'll, we'll save all the jumping into it for later. Uh, we appreciate you guys being in here and just want to say if you do enjoy any of the content or you find yourself in here, don't forget to like and subscribe. Just want to start off today's episode with that. But with that being said, welcome to SSPN. And let's get into recapping the Spurs-Timberwolves game. Round two against the Timberwolves. I believe that this is the last game that we play them at their place. I know we play them mm-hmm. uh, this upcoming weekend at home, and then we play them at some other time in the season. But this is the last time having to play there. So, uh, And after today, I was kind of I was kind of ready for it. Um, I don't know if it was just the difference between the the refs from game one to game two and I'm not saying that that was the difference in the game at all but there's just they're they're floppers too like Cat is such a complainer he's such a flopper Jalen Noel flopped a little bit too but at least he was playing good and I'm sure at the end of the day like Cat had some good stats but he's just so annoying man I don't know what it is like like he it it in years past, he's been annoying, but it feels like he's just continuing to do the same thing. And then he's calling out. I sent you this tweet, I think, beforehand. And not to like get off subject to start this, but like Popeyes tweeted, they were like, We like our players playing, you know, we like any players who eat our food or any high level athletes who eat our food, regardless of what their teammates say. And I was just like, Let's go. I don't know if you saw that. But I don't think like, I did. Okay. So in a post game, let me give you context. In a mm-hmm. post game press conference, I believe it was actually after the Spurs loss. Um, if not, it was still really recently, but I want to say it was Monday night. Um, he got on a press conference and he was like, yeah, Anthony is uh, Anthony Evans, like An- or Anthony Evans. I don't know why that's somebody else. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Uh, he's like, yeah, he, he gets all those 10 pieces from Popeye's and that may be funny to him, but it ain't funny to me when he's out of shape. Like basically is what it, he didn't say he was out of shape, but he was basically insinuating it. And I'm like, one, dude, you're the last person to be saying this Two. <laughs> He's better than you, and he should only say things to you, and you should not say things to him. I don't care how long you've been on the team because they've only been relevant since he's gotten there, not since you've been there. So anyways, with that being said, Cat is way more talented and <laughs> is better at basketball than I will ever be. Not saying that. I'm just like, dude, you're you're being – this is just – all of the reasons why I'm not very fond of Carl Anthony Towns. So I'm, I'm glad we don't have to play in their place anymore. <laughs> that's, that's the way I'm going to open today's show, Ethan. <laughs> I, I spoke my piece on cat last time we were on here. I, I, he complains more than anybody in the NBA, in my opinion. And I think it really got worse when he was teammates with Pat Bev, but we'll, we, we can, we can stop talking <laughs> about Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, he's just, this is just who he is. This is how he plays. Right. Right. Well, let's get into the box score here, Ethan. 134 to 122, the San Antonio Spurs fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, But this was a hard-fought game for the Spurs. And, you know, on Monday, I think even though they lost, I think we kind of got proven wrong a little bit, Ethan. Me and you kind of expected a little bit more dominance probably from Minnesota tonight. Um, And obviously we were anticipating that even with Devin and Primo playing, and they didn't play tonight. And it, yeah. while it was a 12-point win, it was really close throughout the second half. So what were kind of your overall thoughts on this one and what you saw from the guys tonight? Well, you're very right about the fact that we didn't have Devin or Primo, so this wasn't necessarily a great, like, like you know, showcasing of what we're capable of. Representation, right. Yeah, but I thought we predicted, despite that, 
pretty much what happened, or at least I thought I did, because I said they're going to come out and slap us in the mouth in the first quarter, which is exactly what That's they true. did. They came out super aggressive, clearly trying to make a point. I said the Spurs are going to make a run in the third quarter, make it competitive okay, again. I got it wrong. I thought it, it was just going to be a complete blowout. That's just me. <laughs> I know. I, I said I thought they would be competitive, and then in that fourth quarter, they would pull away and show us why they are a playoff contender um, with multiple All Stars. And and that's exactly what happened. Now it definitely helped Minnesota that Devin Vassell wasn't there, Joshua Primo wasn't there. Um, but I agree with what you were saying at the beginning. We 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 kept it competitive. We 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 did our best. But when a Minnesota team that's clearly more talented than us is shooting as well as they shot from the floor, it's hard they to were win. Lights out, dude. It was like sixty five percent from the floor, fifty nine percent from three. You you just can't beat that. And I don't think that was necessarily a representation of how bad our defense was. Now our defense right. wasn't great in the first half. That's true. Uh, but I, I still thought, you know, we were contesting for the no, most part. No, we were part. in their face so many times and they were draining it. And the same thing with Keldon who went five for 10. Yes. Yes. I mean, the defense top to bottom, both teams was solid. In my opinion, we were playing the passing lanes, good communication on, on switches. It's just one of those, one of those days where Noel goes for 23 shooting nine for 13. Who knew that was going to happen. Right. And another thing we predicted was Anthony Edwards took his last game personally. And he came out, he was plus 16, 34 points on a seven for 12 from three. Like when he's playing at that level alongside Noel, who just kind of gives him that boost off the bench, it's going to be hard to beat them uh, for any team, especially for a Spurs team that's rebuilding without their main scoring option in Devin Vassell and our, our six man, Joshua Primo. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to keep getting on this tangent, but do you see what I'm saying? Like Anthony Edwards, Ev- <laughs> Anthony Edwards, not Evans. I keep saying that. <laughs> he carried Cat tonight. How are you talking bad about him in the press conference, bro? You're fat, not him. Anyways, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> let's talk about some of the good things that happened for the Spurs tonight. Obviously, there were so many turnovers, especially uh before halftime there was like a sequence where it was just like it was Mm. both teams like nobody could get a handle on the ball um we saw that kind of throughout the night um looking at the overall turnover numbers for the Spurs they had 16 tonight if we go ahead and look at the Timberwolves they had 16 as well so that actually canceled out um they had one more foul than us The, the Spurs had 18 fouls um but yeah just a tough one tonight because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the guys were annoyed too because mm. with the, with the, and I'm just kind of talking about the mental side of things. Like you could tell Jay Rich really wanted this one tonight. Yeah. And I felt like, like I was catching myself and I was like, dude, I cared less on Monday than I did about this one. Same um, bro, same. But, but, and I think it was just because of like, like you said, the way that they came out, but then the shirts, the Spurs showed in that second half that even without Devin and Primo, they could still compete with them. Um, and a lot of that had to do with Keita Bates Diop coming off the bench, not, not a revenge game. Cause they didn't get the win, but giving his old team 15 points, um, you know, six for nine from the field was able to contribute four boards there as well. Um, just talking about Keldon, he was only able to get three, three assists tonight, but like the passes that he made that were assists were solid. There was one Jay rich three that he just swung it over there real quick. Um, there was another bounce pass to, I believe in one of the corners, Noah Magaro, George tweeted about it. And he was talking about, he was like, hey, I don't know if Keldon would have made that pass last season. And then on top of that, went five for 10 from three, um, gave scored 27 tonight, almost 30 when we needed it. Missed those two threes late. Um, 
but still overall, you know, with Devin out, uh, I like the way that, you know, he was able to contribute scoring wise. Um, mm. You know, and the other thing I'm looking at this box score too, and Trey Jones went three for 12 and it did not feel like that at all. I mean, it really, and maybe that was just me. What, what did you kind of think of Trey Jones, performance tonight? Cause 13 and seven is solid. And I know that he didn't shoot efficiently, yeah. but it didn't even feel like that. The shots that he were taking and missed were, were probably floaters. Um, I remember some of those, but they weren't bad shots. Like none of the, none of the IQ was bad. I mean, it's hard to say we just finished watching the game. We'll have to go back and look at it. But just off the top of my head, it felt like Minnesota's game plan was, okay, Devin's out, Primo's out. That really makes Trey Jones the primary facilitator. Let's press him and get the ball out of his hands. Because Jay Rich had 10 assists and Trey Jones only had three. So if you can Oh, he had seven boards. I read that wrong. Wow. If you can eliminate Trey Jones' playmaking ability and get the ball into other guys' hands and force them to make plays for others, especially with Devin out, it makes it harder for us to win. And I I really think you can you can chalk this loss up to one thing and one thing only, Ju. We didn't shoot terribly from the field, but only 45% compared to their 65%. And when you miss shots like that and when you're turning over the ball early and you give a a team like Minnesota momentum, especially in transition, it's a recipe for disaster because they got a lot of easy buckets off layups, you know, tip backs, et cetera, et cetera. And the Spurs, it it felt like to me everything was effortful, whereas in the game one, everything was effortless. We were really getting out in transition, getting easy buckets. Everybody was moving fluidly. Tonight it was the exact opposite. We really relied on our veterans to kind of – get us going in the half court. And when we're a young team and we're playing in the half court for 48 minutes, you're not going to win a lot of those games. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. And and I really like that point you made relying on the veterans. I think that was a little bit. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. A part of the game plan too, because mm-hmm. as soon as they brought Doug in, it was like we need to get him shots because Vassell. Yeah. Vassell and Primo aren't here and, and shot four for eight from three. Uh, Doug played a good game overall. I thought M- missed some, some shots inside some floaters that didn't look pretty, but like overall he, he played well. Another thing I want to talk about only four rebounds for Zach Collins tonight, but I felt like he really battled in, in this game. What was kind of your thoughts? Cause we, we were talking about how, you know, that was the one thing with Zach this year. It's like, yeah, he's been playing all right. And and we we mentioned in the Monday game that there were some there was more progression from him, but still not really in that physicality area in the paint. Um I felt like there was tonight. What do you think? Yeah, it, it feels like the past couple of games he is being more physical inside, trying to defend guys like Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. He's not letting them assert their dominance as much as I think most people expected. He's not getting pushed around in the paint like mm-hmm. he was last year. He's really fighting for positioning and trying to push them as far from the basket as possible. And that might be one of the reasons why he's not getting as many rebounds is because he's exerting so much effort in the low post to just try and keep them off the block. And Mm -hmm. I thought he did a really good job of doing that in both games, especially on Rudy Gobert. I know Rudy had how many points tonight? 13 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, 10. He only had 10. Yeah, 10. And he only shot the ball six times, but... 
And Rudy's not really much of a post-up player, but he's not allowing as many easy shots for Rudy and, and very solid pick-and-roll defense as well. I think Rudy only had one lob tonight, and he's usually mm-hmm. like the league leader in lob throwdowns. So I do like what I'm seeing from Zach Collins. I think – I don't know if he's – you know, his, his ceiling's still not incredibly high, but I do yeah. think he, he is going to surpass our expectations as far right. as being a quality backup center that's not going to get abused – as often as he did last year. Yeah, I think a great way to put it. Um, there was somebody else that I wanted to talk about for some reason. Oh, so uh, well, well, that we do need to talk about him. Let's get mm-hmm. to him. But also, Zach Collins quietly five assists tonight. We we mentioned his passing last week, and and it showed up uh, again today. So, yes. all right. Well, let's talk about the man of the hour, Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy Sohan is going to be first team all rookie at this rate. We just covered ourselves. I didn't even realize that. Shout out to Bude, though. <laughs> you, you get the comment to cover us up. Um, we'll go ahead and turn that off. Uh, but yeah, it really felt like he was kind of the the motor getting things going to, to start this one. I know that it was a slow start, like we mentioned, but he really played well all game. Uh, we've said it all year, but his defensive versatility, he, he picked Anthony Edwards once. Um, he, I don't know how, how many total steals he had tonight. Um, just that one, uh, had a block as well. Um, but I mean, just does so many things that don't show up on the stat sheet, Ethan. Um, and on top of that started two for two from three, which we love to see, you know, he's like, like we mentioned, he is not a developed offensive player, but he he's got all the tools and the development staff to get better at the things that he doesn't really have developed right now. He's figuring it out on offense. He's figuring it out as far as where he can get his shots, where he can get easy baskets. He's not going to be a post-up player. He's not going to be a knockdown sniper as of yet. He will knock down a few every once in a while like he did tonight. He started out two for two. Great sign. It's not a broken jump shot. So I think that's a really good sign. It'd be one thing if he was like Ben Simmons out there where it was just ugly to watch him shoot threes. But he has nice form. It's just a matter of reps and getting used to playing along the perimeter for him. But you're right. You defensively, he's already at an NBA level defensively. Like, like really a terrific defender. He guarded one through five tonight, and not once did he look uncomfortable or phased. You know, you can't outquick him. He, lateral quickness is just off the charts, and you can't really outstrength them. Cat and Rudy were having issues posting him up and backing him down because he play he picks at the ball. He's a he's a pest. And he's able to get under their skin. And I think that's super important for a guy who's supposed to be the most versatile versatile defender in the draft. I think he is definitely showing us that he is that. Um, but to me, what's been his second most impressive thing is he's quickly becoming our uh, the catalyst of our offense despite not being a great scorer. Right. You know, you can move the ball through him. He makes the right passes. He knows where to position himself to be a good screener or a good distraction, a good cutter, whatever it might be, for a rookie to come in and feel so comfortable in our system this quickly is extremely impressive. Because I don't know the last time that's happened, Jude. It's probably the reason we're starting him. Probably. Because how often does it take Primo still getting used to our system? Right. You know, KJ, it took at least a year. Devin, a year and a half. Like, it takes a while for these guys to get comfortable Mm -hmm. in their roles. And he's really kind of figured it out on his own and that's shows tremendous basketball iq yeah he he is just looking like a a, 
you know, a, a better player and a better pick every game. Um, mm-hmm. The Minnesota broadcasters were once again talking about it today, even though Minnesota had a lot more success tonight. Um, he's somebody that a lot of teams are going to notice. I, I remember like at one point specifically in the broadcast, the Minnesota broadcasters, after he made a player pick somebody up like before half court, um, they were saying like, this dude Sohan is going to be a player for the Spurs down the line. Yeah. Um, and And you can see it like you were just mentioning, you know, Pop does not throw a lot of 19-year-olds in the starting lineup. Um, and granted, in the context of this team, there's more opportunity for that, especially at his position. But still, you saw all three power forwards play tonight. So it's not like he's taking anybody's minutes really either. Like, mm-hmm. and, and he can play the, well, we don't really, but he can play the three. I think he did play the three tonight. There, there were some random lineups does, yeah. that, that we had out there. And, but the thing is like, if you've got other shooters around, like you can play him at the three and play KBD at the four because he makes up for the spacing. And mm. that's the only issue with playing Sohan at the three because he can he can do everything else. And as we showed tonight, like you can't just leave him open. He can knock it down too. And that's just going to keep getting better throughout his career. And you were talking about him and what he does for the offense. Not only does he also sometimes get left open, but it's just, like you said, the way that he can play make, um, he just opens everything up by just a, just his presence, like just all of the things that he does well. Yes, there are some things that that aren't developed yet, as we continue to mention. But overall, he he really like he's the catalyst, I think, to to a lot of the success on offense right now, at least in these last two games. That's for sure. It's the Draymond Green factor. He was compared to him on draft night. He talks about Draymond being a guy that he idolized growing up, and I think. First of all, he's way more athletic, has way more right. upside than Draymond Green, mm-hmm. but just it's that it's kind that, of impact. Yeah, it's it's almost undefinable. Like when you watch the Warriors, you're like, Draymond's so important. I don't know why, but right. it, without him on the court, they would not be winning right now. And it's that same factor that that my boy Sohan has. Yes, I like it. Our <laughs> man H. Doc says pop for Prez? Question mark always. That's um, my cousin. It, well, technically, he's already the president. He's already the president of the San Antonio mm. Spurs. That's right. So, pop a position that I'm wondering if he will continue to hold right. post coaching career. Very interesting. But, but like I mentioned on Monday, remember what Sean Elliott said to the Minnesota broadcasters? That's right. He could be coaching for a lot longer than we're expecting. And honestly, I'm for it. Oh, Jeremy Sohan is him. What did we? What did I say in the text earlier? Was it yesterday? It's not Jeremy Sohan. It's Jeremy So him. Yes, because he yes. is him. He is that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Our man Bude says Jeremy's not going to be a triple single player. That <laughs> well, you is know what I mean. Show. Impact, <laughs> impact, not statistically. Hopefully, he's way better than triple single. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things from this game that really kind of showed out. I mean, let's just talk about the. Uh, the absent, the way that this game played out in the absence of Devin and Primo, you don't want to like, uh, you never know how a certain game is going to play out. And I think I agree with you, like Minnesota, definitely, I think still, even if both of those guys play, they have, maybe it's not as big of a lead, but they have a lead and they come out firing and they shoot the yeah. same way they did. Um, regardless. I mean, maybe I would say Devin would be able to maybe stop some of those just because we we saw him in the Monday game, pit pocket, pickpocket, and he's just the second best player on the team right now. Um, you could argue sometimes, you know, he was making things go could a lot. First. Right, right. I don't I don't even want to, you know, I don't want to take away from KJ. KJ's the leader, but like 
most talented, that's kind of still up for grabs at least five games through the season. Um, But I really feel like if Devin and Primo are playing in this game, even if the Spurs don't win, it's like one that goes down to the wire and they, they have a chance because look, and this is, this is a dumb thing to say, but you lost by 12. Mm -hmm. Like, Primo and Devin are, are combining for that much, man. They're combining for more than that. And mm-hmm. I I know that like I, that's that's not the best way to put it because like I said, games play out completely differently if you put those two guys on the floor, um, just with the flow of the game and the way things happen. But I think this really like it it showed a lot uh, about this team, even in this situation where where Romeo is out there. Romeo came out and he started another note Romeo he started he started so good man and then it was just like later he was just getting worked and I was just like there was one point I was watching the game man and I was just like dude we really cut Wee's camp like even though Wee's camp maybe would not be as good of a defender as him it was just like Wee's camp would not make the mistakes he's making right now. But I, I all loved Romeo. He he did a really good job defensively against Ant on a couple individual one-on-one possessions in the first half. Made him pass off and made him miss. So I got to give him his roses there. I feel bad for Romeo Langford because you're right. At first, it didn't look like he was playing that bad. It looked like he was actually playing pretty solid offensively and defensively as far as, you know, moving without the ball, passing the rock, not letting it stick, and then, like you said, guarding Anthony Edwards. But to be thrown in to guard Noel when Noel's already on fire, Mm -hmm. and then Noel just continues to cook him, that was hard to watch. And I don't know if that's necessarily his fault because Noel was just – he. I don't care who was guarding Noel. Late in that game, he was going to score. Like, I've never – he was really, really hot. Um. But you would have liked to have seen something a little bit better from Romeo. <laughs> he was minus 16 and plus minus, again, plus minus, not always everyone's favorite stat, but that's right. That's pretty low uh, for a for a plus minus. So, you know, but but he doesn't play if Primo or Devin is is playing. So take it with a grain of salt. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it was what it was, right? It was what it was. <laughs> But it's and and like I was saying, like I cared more about this one. But at the end of the day, this game doesn't matter. Uh, another thing I want to I want to talk about too, though. Did you see like Pop put in the tank lineup, and then they were like, "Yeah, what are you doing?" And then they put him back in, and they like took Kelvin right back out. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I noticed that. But I don't even know if it's tanking though, because that's just like, what Pop yeah. does. Like right. that Pop would do that if we were like contending. He'd be like, "Uh, I don't really want to." Who cares? Like it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> it's so Game see. Five. Yeah, in Minnesota. Who, who cares? Come on, everyone, <laughs> sit down. Like he would have done that in 2014, just as, yeah, yeah. No. Um. What What was I gonna say? Uh. It, it was just funny though because he like yeah. immediately put them back in because I think when they took him out, like they were like, "We still have a chance to win." What are you doing? And then he was like, "Y'all care about that?" And he was like, "All right." And then he was like, "Okay, I'm taking you out again." <laughs> So. I do like the drive of this team, though. Yeah. Like, yes. For as bad as it looked, sometimes we just kept fighting, and it was effortful. Like I said, nothing came easy, but we just kept driving forward and trying to get ourselves back into this game, top to bottom. Everybody on the roster. I didn't see a single, you know, bad body language play or anybody putting their hands on their knees. Like I'm done. Like we're gonna lose this game. 
it was just you know great it was actually more basketball. intensity if anything. very much yeah a lot of intensity great energy yeah for sure our man mansley says Spurs L hurts really close though, although Noel and Keldon helped out my fantasy team. Good so for you, I'm glad you had Noel yeah. on your fantasy team. And Measy says he would have cooked Wee's Camp too. That's true. He would I, I didn't think about that. He definitely would have. So there there's really it, it didn't matter at that point. He's cooking um, anybody. Uh our man Boudet says, give Langford's minutes to Malachi. Tonight, I'm not gonna lie, I, I feel you definitely. Um, but also Long term, if I'm being honest, it's better for him to be in Austin right now. So that's kind of yeah. my thoughts there. Uh, Jay Rich's stock is definitely going up. Um, we mentioned last time that uh, there were some rumors on Monday uh, about potentially, you know, uh, preemptive early talks with the Lakers about him. I, you know, we'll see if that deal even happens. But I think that, you know, th- those three names, Jakob, Jay Rich and Doug, they're going to be names to watch because they're helping the Spurs compete tonight. Like that was the reason, like if those three dudes aren't on the team, there's no way the Spurs compete tonight. And, and that's really, you know, why they were able to do what they did on Monday, you know, is a lot in part to them, because if you take out those three guys and then put in Primo and Devin, it probably doesn't work out the same way. So yeah, for sure. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, we kind of missed a little bit of it uh, on Monday's stream. There's there's a little bit of news. Our man Jordan Hall no longer a spur, and we got oh, yeah. Charles Bassey. Oh yeah, Basie, however however you pronounce I it, I, I apologize. Better. Yeah, I think it is Bassey too. Um, 21 years old. He's going to be in Austin on that two way contract. Um, I think at the end of the day, his ceiling. One, we have so many guards, and we've had it for years. So to have another big in kind mm-hmm. of this, you know, potential. Uh, you know, just trying to see if he ends up working out with this little two-way deal, you know, kind of like Keita Bates had one uh, a time ago, three seasons ago, I believe at this point. Um, I'm I'm for it. You know, mm-hmm. 21 years old, 6'11", about 250, plays physical. Let's give him a chance in the Spurs development staff. Have him play next to Dom Barlow. I like that front yeah. court in Austin. Um, I'm, I, I'm, it sucks because I, I like Jordan Hall um, and, and I liked watching him in summer league. I didn't think he was going to be anything crazy necessarily but he seemed like you know a pretty good guy but they probably saw you know the training camp eval and just decided that before austin um so i, de- I definitely think charles basey will have a higher ceiling than jordan hall potentially so i'm excited to watch him in austin yeah we just need big depth i'm happy with it and i saw on twitter like when when shams or somebody tweeted out that we were signing basie one of the top comments was a philly fan and he was like they really beat our ass and then took basie from us <laughs> I, did, I think i saw that too. did you that, that was oh, so funny i love it i love it oh my gosh our man aaron says devin's knee soreness saved us from getting another w so that too yeah. pop tried to save us and then he was like okay you can try anyway and it still happened. Like you said, mm-hmm. it probably wasn't him tanking, but like that was the tank lineup though. There there were some funny lineups at the end of that game. We had Gordy really? out there at one point. We had Romeo playing point guard at one point late. It was like yeah. Romeo, Sohan, Kieda Bates, Isaiah Roby, and Gorky Shang. <laughs> the weirdest lineup. Ever. I was just like, I love this, this version of pop. Uh, trolling a little bit with the lineups uh swatcho bros our man jonathan simmons profile pick gotta mention it every time love how both mcdermott and sohan are complete opposites really hard to watch on one end of the floor. 
and amazing on the other. <laughs> That's a good, good little uh, comparison tonight. Uh, and this is a good point from M. Easy. Brett Brown mm. might have put in a good word for Basie. That that's a oh, really okay. good point. That that honestly is probably dead on. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah. was Basie even there with Brett Brown? But yeah, he was. He probably think, drafted him. Yeah, I think his rookie year. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one yep. year he was there. Yep. Well, any final thoughts on on this one thirty four one twenty two loss to the Wolves here tonight, Ethan? No. <laughs> I don't really have any either. So we've, or wait, you got one? I said, well, well, we needed a loss, so I'm glad. But <laughs> one step closer to higher yeah. draft odds. <laughs> Yay. We're tied with Minnesota now in the standings. So it's going to be so unfortunate when Devin comes back and goes for 30 and then we win again. On but it won't be unfortunate because it will still be, uh, it'll still be good. We'll still enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mansley. We appreciate you. Go Spurs go. I think that's a that's a good last comment to put up there. Um, and let's see. Oh, also, our man Nick says congrats on 800. We appreciate that. Yes, Thank if you, you do yes. like the content or you just watch the content, have some Spurs fans, friends out there, tell them about it. We're just two Spurs fans talking hoops after every game. We love to hang out with y'all. So don't forget to like and subscribe like we said at the beginning of the video. Go hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, and then also to stay updated with the show or watch the show on Twitter if you want to, go ahead and follow us on all of our Twitter accounts. You can follow our personal accounts at Jude McLaren, at Ethan underscore Quintero, and then our SSPN account at SSPN on YT. We appreciate y'all. It was a loss for the Spurs, but honestly, it was it was still a fun game to watch, and it, it was a good loss. Like, if, if we're going to lose, this is the way that you want to lose. And, and just at least, you know, make, make Cat a little bit more angry and annoyed against a team that's not really that good to just expose him a little more. Thousand percent. I can't wait. I'm going to get in a boxing match with Cat in like 30 years, and it's going to be amazing. I hate to break it to you, Jude. I don't know if you're going to win that one. I think I'm definitely going to win that one. He he has the height and reach advantage, but he doesn't have he doesn't have that dog in him. Okay, at the at the end of the day, Anthony Edwards is better than him. Yes. No matter how much Popeyes he eats, so maybe Cat should be eating more Popeyes, maybe. so he can be like Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Could be. I think that's a good little bow to wrap this one up on. Go Spurs, <laughs> go y'all! I appreciate y'all, and we'll catch you guys in a little bit. Probably won't be me and Ethan for at least over the weekend, but I might pop here and pop in here and do some takeaways and stuff like that. So, go Spurs, go y'all! We'll see y'all later.